Hello. Good afternoon. Hi there. And welcome to Meet at the Hotel Bar. We are Hus, JC, and Freddie from the band Floors, three piece indie pop band from London via Huddersfield. So, since we started touring with Floors, traveling the world, and during our previous lives as session musicians, we realized that there's so many funny things that happen on and off stage, and so many stories that never get shared with the rest of the world. They just stay in the dressing rooms and tour buses of the bands and artists you love. Until now. In this podcast, we're lifting the lid on life on the road. And where better to meet up and tell those touring tales than a place every touring musician knows well, the trusty hotel bar. In today's episode, we met up with the amazingly talented and knowledgeable Tom Powers. Tom is an incredibly gifted songwriter and producer and musician, and best known for playing in his band, The Naked and Famous. We were out in LA writing and recording our second album and met up with Tom at our hotel bar after a session. Stay tuned to hear stories of beef with Machine Gun Kelly, a spoiler alert for Bake Off 2021, and Freddie's impression of Huss's mom. Tom is such a great dude, wise beyond his years, and we really enjoyed working on some new music in the studio together. This is Tom from The Naked and Famous coming up on Meet at the Hotel Bar. I, I think we should start uh, the podcast today by ordering a beer. So, Tom, what would you like to drink? Um, the House Pilsner. Good choice, good choice. Yeah, I think Barman will take four of those. So yeah, thank you so much for, for joining us. How are you doing? You good? I'm great. Thank you so much for suggesting we come out to get beers. Bullying you into... Uh, oh, I don't need much bullying to positive come out for, come out for a drink. <laughs> it's, it's hard earned, isn't it? We've, uh, we've been in the studio together. We've had a, a few days writing. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, a beer is definitely in order. Yeah, it certainly is. And with that, guys, let's, uh, let's raise our glass. Cheers to a very successful hang studio. Cheers, cheers, cheers. cheers. So um, we're currently in Los Angeles. Uh, we're in... Are we in Silver Lake? Yeah. This is technically Silver Lake. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've never actually played a show in, in the States before. Like, we, we've only ever like come to the studio. Um, we can't wait to one day play shows. So the first question we're going to ask is, like, where's your favorite place to play in the States? Oh, okay. <clears throat> it depends on what, on what you're seeing, right? So there's the Echo and the Echoplex, which you'll definitely play. Mm -hmm. Maybe both, right? Okay. So Echo is the smaller one. The Echoplex is the bigger one. I always get around the wrong way. But then there's like there's like a club room and then there's a step up sort of room and like I saw Lord play there. Oh my Do you know God. what I mean? Like like everyone you gotta it's like you gotta do it or they don't let you into the country, I think. <laughs> so and then and then there's the Fonda, which is a, an amazing kind of mid-level venue that has uh, tiered, you know, there's like an upstairs and a downstairs. Fonda is probably my, one of my favorite places to go because it's like not too big, not too small. I think we're going there on Friday. Yeah, we're actually going this Friday to see uh, a band called The Aces that are also signed to the same label as us. So that'll be our first time there, but looking forward to seeing it, yeah. And I think we've actually been to The Echo as well. I think we saw the Japanese house there. Oh, did we? Like a few years ago. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's quite an intimate venue, a good, like yeah. a few hundred yeah. maybe. And it's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, this yeah, side totally. of, it's in Echo Park. It, it's, yeah, exactly. It's back that way. But so it's, it's actually two venues attached that you can access like via a stairwell, but they shut them off. So they have like the dirty punk gigs upstairs and then downstairs is where 
they'll have slightly scaled up stuff. They used to do um, emo night there. Have you guys heard of emo I mean, night? I haven't heard, but I want to go. <laughs> my friends, my friends uh, started it, and it was like, it was like at this little uh, bar around the corner from where I live, and it was you know like. Emo Night was like 50 people showing up and playing emo records, and now they tour the country. Wow. They tour the USA, taking Emo Night around everywhere, and it's nuts. And I, I've seen, like, Mark Hoppus showed up once, the guys from Good Charlotte showed up. Like, all these, all these kind of, like, adjacent punk emo people will, like, rock up. I think Halsey's been to it as well. <laughs> it's yes. kind of nuts. Yeah. We need to go to yeah, that. We definitely yeah, definitely do. It's 100%. rad. If you, if you can hit it up, do it. It's, I've never screamed so much in my, in my adult life. <laughs> Okay, so speaking yeah. of shows, um, so when you're playing a gig, obviously you have a rider and you're able to ask the venue or the promoter to get some snacks or some drinks for your dressing room. And we've heard of some pretty diva-ish moments from certain acts out there. Um, and we wonder what the most diva-ish item that you've requested on a rider has been. <clears throat> That's good. So, so you'd heard that I was a diva about riders and yeah, you were like, yeah, oh, let's ask him. <laughs> 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 um, uh, uh, oh, well, I, I have had some stupid stuff, um, but it's like essential things. I, I'll be like underwear and socks. That's a good show. Like with very specific, I'll be like briefs, you know, like w not white briefs. It'll like I say in bold, like not white briefs. Like <laughs> I've, I've done that, socks, um, but I, I have said some really passive aggressive, like spoiled artist crap about hummus and stuff. Like just hummus, like not the cheap brand, you know. On the, like, I'm sure I've done a, a worse as well. I'm just, I'm struggling to remember because I'm that bad. You know what I mean? Uh, it's, it's a good thing not to be a diva. We heard a story yeah. about the, the um, who was it that was saying today that they, they, they had a puppy that they brought a puppy to every show. Yeah, um, one of the, we were chatting to an engineer earlier on, and he used to tour the country, and they put puppies on the rider. Or just dogs. Just everyone was in such yeah, a so smiley like, mood. Yeah, I, like the, the people at the venue would have to bring one of their pet <clears> dogs. They wouldn't just like go out and buy a puppy and then leave it. It was like yeah, someone's someone pet. I, think, I, I swear it's Grimes who has that on her oh, really? rider. I think she, she has animals backstage. Apparently yeah. it's great for morale. Keeps everyone yeah, Absolutely. Uh, I've had, we, um, we had one time a rescue organization come backstage and bring puppies and kittens and like it was pretty ace it was really exciting so yeah highly recommend we want that get it on the rider um so tom we know you're a very polite person and we're all <laughs> lovely guys ourselves but we were so <laughs> modest so <laughs> modest we, uh, we're gonna dig a little deeper now let's do it so we want to know if you've had and you feel free to say names or not say names mm. if you've had any beef with another artist. This is the beef section. Oh yeah, <laughs> totally. I, I'm happy to. We went there. I'm, yeah, that's fine. I'm because this is all public anyway. What's, what's um, the beef? But you can see it on. I th you can find it as, if you Google. Uh, if you Google it, it'll pop up like as a funny headline. This is years ago, but Machine Gun Kelly uh, sampled Youngblood without our permission and released it on a bootleg. Um, EP and named the EP after it's it's called Half Naked and Almost Famous. He won an award for the song uh, and straight faced accepted the award for like MTV and said, Yeah, I wrote that song. Not like I wrote that song over the top of the Naked and Famous. You know, it's a great song. I'm really appreciative that they let me use it or anything like that. Just I wrote that song. That's how he accepted the award. So I called him out on Twitter and then we started a little, little beef. Um, and I've been bitter about it ever since. And have you spoken to him since? No, never. But I've heard horrible things about him. So, so today we've, we've actually got a surprise. 
So welcome <laughs> <Please> today. <laughs> hey, Machine Gun. <laughs> What's his real name as well? I bet it's something like, you know, like Daniel or I something. Think it's you know? actually, is it Colson? Colson? I think that, yeah, that's a good little right. bit of knowledge. I think it's Colson. Freddy's top tip. Yeah, does he hit? Did... <laughs> there you go. That it's wasn't funny. that good. I was waiting for the moment to use that for the first time. I feel like I've ruined it. No, no, I think that's good. That was good. Uh, Although you should have used it when I said his like artist name. Yeah, you know. yeah, we can do that again. We'll do that in post. <laughs> <laughs> Next question: What's your craziest uh, fan story? Have you ever have you ever had anyone ask you to do something? Or yeah, what's your craziest fan encounter? You know what? I've been lucky that I've, the, the Naked and Famous has had really nice fans. I think that maybe they're just the kind of music we've made. It attracts like, you know, design students and other musicians and like, yeah, like really nice people mostly. So I don't, I mean, I'm sure there's something that I'm forgetting, but um, it's more that I've had crazy stories. Like one time a guy wrote to us that he's been shelled in, a, in an armored uh, vehicle in the Middle East listening to um, one of our songs to keep him calm. Oh, wow. So he just like, oh, you know, God. it's been like, yo, thanks for, the song's called What We Want. And it was like, not a single or anything. He's just like, I listened to this to keep me from thinking I'm going to die. And it was, so like moments like that have been trippy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Not yeah, crazy, yeah. heavy more than anything. Or people saying, Okay, uh, there's one song that we have called I Kill Giants, right? And it's about Elisa losing her mom when she was uh, like seven years old. I'm, I've taken a really heavy turn here, but she um, she lost her, her parent and she wrote the song and like told all the fans about it. And so people who'd lost loved ones and family members would like write to us and say, I love this song, it connects with me. So it's more like that stuff that sticks with me. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'm sure we got some fucking bonkers fans. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, I can't remember them. Um, it's time to get crazy funds. Feel yeah. free to do some crazy shit. Yeah, yeah. We And the other cool, uh, tell you what, Uber fans, we've got like awesome Uber fans that'll like make us stuff, like drawings and like art and stuff and, and send it to us, which is pretty rad. And I keep all that. Tell you what, we got one, I would not call him crazy. He's great. We have this lovely fan who's just like hardcore, went to so many shows and he knew it was my birthday. And he made. He knew I was big into Batman, and he got like this Batman doll, uh, like an action figure, but then replaced it with a, like a weird sort of caricature of my head that he had like crafted, and like he made it, it himself, like a bobblehead. No, like someone he commissioned someone to make this and put the bobblehead on top of the Batman. So I have like a bobblehead Batman version of me. That is amazing. Which is nuts, but he's like he's like a dude. Like I don't know. Every time I meet like a hardcore fan who's like kind of shaking, and I'm like. Yeah, let's go, have a, let's go have a drink at the bar, you know what I mean? And then you meet them and like they're normal people and so I, I don't know. I've never... I'd really like a bobblehead. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the US <laughs> office and Dwight has a bobblehead. I'm going to hit yeah. up this guy and find out where he made yeah. it so I can get Send you Send us one. a link. Definitely. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> okay, so do you have any touring hacks or top tips, I guess for fellow musicians that are experiencing tour life and maybe are new to the game? Yeah. Any tips you'd give them? There's a great book that I'm obsessed with called Why We Sleep. Um, it is nuts how connected sleep is to like just everything about the human body, right? So Matthew Walker. Yeah. Well, hey. Oh nice. my God. Hey. So okay. Well, you know all about it. <laughs> That's yeah. Uh, so I feel um, like that is. That's the reason not to get into music yeah. and touring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Read the book, then change careers. Um, <laughs> no, I feel like that 
is like I've had serious mental health like struggles on tour because I just have not slept and I didn't realize that what was killing me you know was my lack of sleep so I feel like that is such a big thing like learn what kind of sleep you are prioritize it make it important because it's not just sleep it's how you're going to function the next day it's how your memory is going to work it's how you're going to work it's how excuse me <clears throat> um, we can edit that out yeah don't worry we'll edit that out <laughs> no, we're leave not it. we're leave not it editing it out Leah leave it in so I'm, I'm speaking very like declarative I'm, I'm declaring right like uh, but I, I I think I think everybody should prioritize their sleep because yeah you want to be your best self right and and I feel like it's really important so that that would be my biggest hack I think um, that and something we were talking about the other day being in the moment yeah I feel like on tour it's I look back at so many um, situations where I was like just moving on to the next thing and focusing on uh, trying to progress and I, I'm I'm sad that I missed some good moments where like I don't remember what I did on the morning of Coachella weekend one like I don't know I was like oh I gotta get to the gig and like I was stressing out I was like I, some moments like that just passed me by I don't remember Reading and Leeds I don't remember it at all don't remember the stage don't remember the backstage I don't remember anything and it, like I'm gutted about stuff like that because I was so like I've got to be productive I've got to achieve yeah, I'm, I'm literally the same. It's 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 so crazy. Uh, I, I can remember what happened. At, 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 we we recently played Reading and Leeds. I remember what happened um, at Leeds. We literally like so we were first on uh, the Radio One stage, and uh, um, we were like you know really nervous. This is festival we dreamed of playing, um, and uh, we're like backstage and we're about to like go on, and Huss is like, <laughs> he's like I've, I've lost my ring. Oh yeah, I've, I've lost my grandma's ring. Oh, no, it was my dad's ring. Oh, so shit. I, I put, whenever I play on stage, I put all my rings on like a little, you know, like a climbing hook. Yeah. Attach it to my belt and then they're, they're next to me. And uh, yeah, it was in the dressing room. It was like the countdown. We were like, the yeah. countdown. It was like, it was like two minutes to go. And like, I was like, where is my dad's ring? I, I don't know where it is. Like lost it. I, there was only two on my, on my ringlet thing. And I was like, well, going on stage. So <laughs> can't really look for it now. Um, and yeah, played the show. Actually, forgot about it as soon as the, as soon as we started playing. Obviously, yeah. my mind's elsewhere. Yeah. Um, and then walked off stage. Remembered. Started freaking out again. No one could find it anywhere. I was checking the grass. I was checking like all the mud up underneath the tour buses. I was asking different bands if they'd seen it. Like, oh my um, gosh. And then we were packing down the stage, and it was just so. Next to my kit, I've got like a load of. Um, electronics and stuff and it was it had landed on one of the volume knobs on one of my electronics and was just sat with me on stage the whole time picked it up put it on my finger and there it is oh, wow uh, can I also just say that is one of the best sort of pre-show rituals I've ever heard it's real too it's you know how like people don't really have pre-show rituals anymore yeah. that you, you know, I've been asked that as well what's your pre-show ritual I'm like I don't know like brush my teeth you know like not <laughs> not look terrible when I wander out on stage that's quite I well, like this that. is only a recent cool. thing because they, my rings started to crack whenever I played drums. Oh. They, the sticks just hitting too hard, so I can't afford all the jewelry bills. So take <laughs> nice. them off, little don't hum- break the rings anymore. <laughs> oh, don't lose them. little humble brag there. Like, yeah, I just I hit this drums like, just like way too hard. Like, I'm I, so strong. I smash gold rings. No, it's just <laughs> admitting bad technique. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you are a hard hitter. You are. I do hit hard. It's scary. As, as these next questions will. So we've now <laughs> nice. quite nicely nice done a transition into the quick fire round. Quick fire round. 
So we're going to shoot some words at you, and we'd just like to hear your opinion on uh, first thing that comes into your head, first thought. Got it. Um, so, for example, if we were to say like Christmas, the response would be like Santa Claus. Right. Uh, when we say the never nudes, oh, you say <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> uh, and we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Um, Worst band from New Zealand. <laughs> Uh, when we say Machine Gun Kelly Coffee date Coffee date Yeah, like I'd go to coffee with him I'd sit down and be like, listen Nice you'd What was it all him. about? Yeah Like, what's your needs... problem? Well, yeah, I, would, I would do that I would That's good Wouldn't be a beer Because I think he's a bit unhinged But maybe coffee <laughs> You know what I mean? Nice, yeah, yeah Rising sorted. above the beef Yeah, like sort that. it out On my own as well on a, You know Like, he could bring a posse I'll go on my own yeah, you back yourself. I like it. Okay, next question. When we say diphthong, you say oh, vocal producing. Yeah, this this was something that was said the other day, and I was just amazed. I feel like you you you're a very intelligent guy, and you, there's there's so many words. I learned so much in that session. Thanks. A diphthong, like you know, I never knew that 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 existed. It's a, it's a it's a cool thing. It's a cool thing to know if you're you know if you're tracking vocals or you want to do vocal producing. You know, the the closing of the vowel, like vowels have two sounds, right? And yeah. And sometimes, like, you're working with the singer and they're having trouble and you're like, hey, you're, it's because you're closing that vowel. Like, keep it open. Sing the O, not W, you know. You need to work on your diphthongs, mate. Work on your diphthong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next up, the Great British Bake Off. Oh, so sad to see Lizzie go. Whoa. Whoa, Whoa. spoiler alert. Spoiler oh, no, alert. you haven't seen it. We've not seen, we, no, we can't. I, I mean, I, I watch it with, like, my fiancé at home, so, like, I, I can't. Oh. I've yeah, just we're, we're ruined it. Sorry, and you behind. told me that the other day as well. I just figured that it was so important. Being English, I thought, like, I'm clearly they'll just prioritize this over everything they're doing on their riding trip here in LA. Um, sorry. Um, it's all right. I actually I can't think of who Lizzie yeah, is, no, so no, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm just going to leave it. Okay, good. All I can remember is, um, in fact, I can't remember it. I remember the, the German guy. Jürgen. Um, Jürgen. I'll, give you my, I'll give you my Netflix login if you want to watch it. It's all right. We have the login. I feel like no, no, if we'll, I watch. No, we'll we'll take the we'll take the Netflix login, Tom. Thank you. Yeah, we'll take the login. Yeah, we'll take the login. yeah, yeah all yours. We'll take all yours. Sweet. So, um, okay, okay uh, we got one more. <laughs> okay, and the last quick fire round question or word is, friggy. Friggy. <laughs> I mean, just one of the best, one of the best things to come out of our session together. Really, I think. Anyone care to explain? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we were we were going to order some beers to be delivered, and Fred said, "Do they come from the fridgey? Do they come from the fridgey? <laughs> Are they cold? Yeah." But um, also, where were you going to go after that? Like, I want to know. We stopped you. We cut you off because it was honestly just a beautiful sentence. But like, where was it going to go afterwards? Well, truthfully, my nickname for Huss is E. And so I was actually saying, do they come from the fridge, E? And I was actually referring to you. Terrible form. Not true. <laughs> my nickname is... Um, my nickname currently... <laughs> so we, all, uh, we should probably explain we have numerous nicknames for each other all the time. And they change all the time. It's hard to keep up. Uh, mine is 50, Fiddy, currently. Because when I arrived in Los Angeles, my, um, my, my phone provider, not mentioning any names, E.E., -E, only gave me uh, 50 megabytes of data, and uh, it was terrible. I and hence the name Fiddy. Fiddy, right. I can't remember what mine was. Don't worry, it's now unlimited. Oh. <laughs> nice. Yeah. He's upgraded. I upgraded. Um, <laughs> those add-ons. Wait, you're, that means you're like, is, it, is that like, like your hip-hop name could be Lil Fiddy? Yeah. Well, why Lil? Fiddy Gig. 
Because don't you put like lil in front of it? And it's not. Oh, yeah. It's 50 <laughs> megabytes. Sorry. It's 50 oh, yeah. meg. 50 yeah. meg. 50, <laughs> 50 gig would be pretty that's good. 50 actually. gig. That's, that's great. Point. That was my old That was my old payment plan. Those are the days. Um, that's the end of the round. We would usually do um, uh, the pub game, but we don't have that. Maybe we'll have some food and we can do the pub game after. Freddy, pass the ketchup. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Welcome back. We've uh, we finished our food. So I had some uh, some tater tots. Um, I've actually, me and host shared some tater tots. I feel like a tater tot right yeah. now. Yeah, I'm pretty full. Uh, and the mac and cheese. Freddie, what did you have? I had chicken burger and fries. There Not was a bad. lot of beige. A lot of beige on this table. Yeah. Not I had uh, vegetarian enchiladas. Oh, and what? <laughs> Not bad as well. I like all of your uh, American accent uh, emphasis. Well done with your R's. Thank you. Thank tater you. tots. Yeah, not bad. Tater tots. Um, Tom, what did you have to eat? What did I have? A burger. A burger. Got rid of the R's there. Yeah, <laughs> a burger. You, can you tell the difference between Freddie's accent and mine and Huss's accent? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, you can. Totally. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're trying to teach Freddie how to speak. He's not very eloquent. We're trying to, yeah. You fancy a brew? <laughs> You're brewing up, Josh. Never gets old. <laughs> That's um, Fred's impression of my mum, by the way. <laughs> oh, right, right. You want some flapjacks? <laughs> Shout out, Christine. Shout no, out, Chris. I feel intimidated because, like, around my American friends, I'll make English jokes that I'm not like, entitled to make. Like, I'll say in it all the time. Like, around them, and they think it's funny. And, like, but around you guys, I've been quite, I've noticed how many times I've felt intimidated because I'm like, oh, oh, that's not, <laughs> the they're going to judge, I'm going to get that wrong. I'm going to put that in the wrong place. Well, you can try. Let's, let's see if we can get an in it or two into the, the closing. I'm scenes. so self conscious now. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm, I'm reverting to like Kiwiisms because I'm, you know what I mean? That's my, that's my. Why don't you teach I, us a few? Kiwiisms? Yeah. Yeah. So just don't open your mouth very much when you speak. So it's pretty you know, good at that. Oh, really? that. Yeah. That's well, actually yeah, what we do in Yorkshire because it's cold it's up like, there. There's yeah. like nothing that you can do. It's like it's like quite quite close to. Um, um, that's very good. Australian. Australian. I think I think yeah. it's like a little bit there. It's not that's not quite there, right? You sound like um, uh, New Zealand Chris Lilly. You know when he did uh, the the the, oh, the, yeah. the gym, not the gym, so, the, the drama high. teacher. That was. Oh yeah. Um, Someone had tie. Mr. Mr. G. Mr. G. Mr. G. Nice. Yeah. That was the good. bar is completely empty, by the way. Yeah, we've totally cleared the room. And I feel like they've turned the music up. Music. There's two up. people. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, to any people thinking about um, following a career in music or, or just at the start of that journey, do you have any advice for those people? Yeah. Don't. No, um, I think. <laughs> reconsider. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sorry, the delay there. I'll let, I'll let it I up. literally oh, picked delay. up my water as that moment happened. And Can you give us a heads up when motion. you're going to crack a joke, please? That Sorry. That would be really great. <laughs> um, I feel like you should, with the next interview you do with someone else, you got to ask the same thing. And so you can string together a whole series of you asking the question and every guest saying, don't, don't, yeah. don't bother. <laughs> Just like one after the it's other. It's going to happen. Don't do yeah. it. Um, I think that I would say, I used to teach at the School of Rock in New Zealand. I used to teach kids. Oh, really? And Jack Black. No, what's he called? Legit. Uh, that was me. No, Mr. Uh, Ned Schneebly. That was it. Sorry. Carry on. Where did that come from? <laughs> Ned Schneebly. That's what it's called. <laughs> Ned Schneebly. Shout out, Ned. So I feel like, and, and something that stuck out to me was I could, I could, make, I could pick the uh, teenagers and young kids who were like really going to go for it, right? They, would, they loved music. I feel like it's important to figure out 
if you really want to do it because it can be disheartening to to be discouraged and quit. So I think that's an important thing to figure out is whether you really want to do it because it's not fulfilling in the way that most jobs are. <laughs> it's fulfilling for different reasons, right? Yeah. So I think, and especially now, the way that the industry is changing, it's it's worth thinking about whether you, you, you have got the with your head's in it for the right reason, right? So I feel like that would be, that sounds very like discouraging, but maybe that's just like getting older and me being a bit more worried now. I'm like trying to like warn children about, like, about everything. But um, you know what? I think the most important thing that I've learned being in the music industry is always keep learning. Just assume that you never know enough. The minute you think you've got it all figured out is when you start to mm -hmm. seem dated or... Uh, behind you know or, or, or uh jaded i guess so i think just keeping that constant assuming that you are stupid and you have something to learn i think that is just the most and for me that's like life advice you know what i mean like it doesn't matter what i'm doing yeah. assuming a degree of ignorance uh, uh safeguards you from screwing up yeah i think it gives you a sense of achievement as well if you're constantly yep. learning something you're constantly striving to achieve the next true and that yeah. is a very like motivating feeling if yeah. you're always looking i think yeah it's like that that like happy ignorance is so exciting when you kind of like get something right yeah because it's like wow i feel very proud of it you know um i feel like songwriting's like that you know mm -hmm. I, I was fine whenever we do these trips when we on the three of us spend all this time together i feel like i'm in, in a constant place of learning being around freddie yeah Thank you. um freddie freddie's full of top tips um uh, ties very nicely into Freddie's top tip of the week. Do you have a top tip for today? Putting you on the spot. If you're ever in LA, <laughs> head to a spot called Chica's for the best burritos in town. And the best merch. So yeah, we just wanted to uh, 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 round things up. Round things up? No. Um, square things off. Square, <laughs> square things off. Round things down. Just want to foul things down. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, we want to thank you for, for, for being here. Um, is, is there anything else that you would like to tell us? That we, we've heard some rumors um, of, of a potential project that you've got coming out soon, so we'd love to hear more. I appreciate that. This. I've been like yammering on about it all, like just every minute that you guys will let me speak about it. Um, so I'm doing a solo album. Um, it's coming out, I don't know when, but next year. And I just mastered it uh, last week. Um, we actually got a sneak peek of it. Yeah. True, I did play it. My, I played you my first single featuring Julian Baker, who worked with me um, on that song. Um, very excited about that. It was cool to work with her. I love her music and a big fan, so I was I was all kind of giddy and nervous to work with her. I was like, I hope that I'm cool enough for her. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like I was I was nervous. That was like us, but with you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's funny. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, and then you got to know me. You're like. Shit, what have we got ourselves into? Uh, Get this guy on the podcast, that's what we said. <laughs> he can't shut up. We need to give him something to do. Um, so, yeah, so so that's been me for the last year, is working on that. And I'm, I'm honestly really nervous about it coming out. It gets real when you get to the mastering process as well, because that's it. I know. Like, and I'm going, I'm going, oh, maybe I should have waited three more weeks and changed the mix a little bit and blah, 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 blah. But art is never finished, only abandoned. So I am committing to the end. I'm working on the artwork and, and the video treatments and stuff, which I actually, I actually find that stage of it really exciting. Like, you know, the art and the how it's going to enter the world and how I'm going to let go of it. Um, I'm not as worried about how it's received. I actually enjoy now doing it for the sake of doing it. Yeah. But um, 
yeah, it's going to be interesting. I feel nervous being like, you know, from a from a band and then going out and doing like a solo thing. It's got a weird extra layer of like pressure and maybe that's imagined and no one cares. Like it's just fine. It's whatever. Like, but uh, yeah, I don't know. And do you nervous. think um, do you think fans that are listening to your solo stuff will be able to hear the influence and the sound that you've brought to the Naked and Famous? Do you think, yeah, is it like a... Good question. I don't know. I, I think that I am very worried about trying to reinvent. So I've put so much effort into it trying to sound fresh and original. And I think I'm also so concerned about the Naked and Famous from a, like a maturity standpoint because I was like 19 when I started that band and was touring it when I was in my early 20s and now I'm in my 30s. And that's kind of what the album is about. Like it's about basically turning 30 and having like moved on from your early 20s self, right? And just tr trying to figure out who am I as an adult? And so I feel like I'm maybe overly conscious of that in the music. Like I'm worried, like, is this adult enough? Is this mature enough? Is this more grown up? So I don't know, I might put it out and Naked and Famous fans will be like, what is this? This is rubbish. <laughs> you know, like it might really not resonate with them at all. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that it strikes a chord in a different kind of listener or fan, you know? It's definitely not young music. It's definitely not youthful music. And, and I feel maybe that's because I'm getting old. I feel old, so I'm like, you know what? I don't know if I want to reach kids. I think I want to reach with my stuff, like people who are my age are going through things that I'm going through, you know, I'm singing about stuff like getting sleep, you know, <laughs> worrying about like just the anxiety of age and like feeling old and worrying about feeling old and like feeling relevant and, you know, and, and having a wife, you know, there's stuff about, it's just, it's not like when you're young and you write romantic songs about girls chasing babes, you know, in it. Yeah. But um, this is <laughs> nice. So, thanks. Sorry, I tried. I was really nervous. But this is more about like, what's a long-term relationship look like with a partner and growing growing up, getting rid of that 20-year-old boy brain and trying to become a serious, responsible, considerate adult man. You know. Um, anyway, and I guess the, well, the fans that joined the Naked and Famous in the 2000s will hopefully well they will have grown up too. So. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. True. I. I oh. I don't think I considered that. That is a really good point. And now I feel relieved. There we go. thought of that. Yeah. Thank you. Voice of wisdom. I mean, from what I've heard, it sounds sick. Like, it Thank sounds, you. like, so cool. Like, I mean, I'm a huge fan of, like, yeah, like, the likes of, like, Tom York. So, it, it, and it definitely, I mean, I said that straight away, and it's, like, yeah, it's sick. So You heard it here I'm, first. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's the press quote. <laughs> I'm a fan of Tom York. It's good. <laughs> it's great. Thank you. <laughs> and on that note, uh, we, we, yeah, we'd like to thank you so much for, for joining us. It's been a, an absolute blast. We can't wait to hear the full, the full album. And we can't wait to share with you the oh, song yeah, that we, did. we wrote yeah. together as well. The world oh, yeah. to anyone listening. Yeah. Likewise, thank you for having me. It was a blast to be with you guys in the studios. You're very professional, smart, capable, uh, funny, and a good hang. So uh, I'm just saying that for your fans and anyone listening. <laughs> Timing. Never gets old. Thank you so much. <laughs> Goodbye. Cheers, fellas. A huge thanks to Tom for being part of the podcast and to the city of Los Angeles for having us. Let us know in the comments who you thought had the best accent impression. In it. <laughs> also, we couldn't do this podcast without you guys listening. So a huge thanks to you for being part of the Floors family. If you do like what you hear and you haven't already, please make sure you like, comment and subscribe. It really does make so much difference for us, especially now as we're just starting up. Join us next time, where we'll be chatting to Natty from Fickle Friends. Expect nightmare stories from on stage in Bingley, 
Natty's guide to securing work with Harry Styles, and an array of off-topic tangents seemingly beginning with the letter C. Caves, car insurance, curries, cats, and coffee. Only on... We should try and do a harmony. Meet, 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 meet. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs>